Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Thank you for watching another episode of Keys of City. Wow, it's been a while. It's actually been, you know what I was thinking of, Ted? And you love that. You love the meme. You know the meme and, um, with, uh, what is it, the hangover? And the boys are like, we're back. It's like, it's oh, been yeah. so long. It's like, yeah, we're back. Everybody's back. The trio is back. I am Trevor Keys alongside the big brother, Ted Keys, and the Joseph Aguirre. Here to talk. Once again, guys, I wish I was, I'd be a millionaire for the amount of times that we have discussed this or I've even brought up the mention of the New York Yankees, but for the negative reasons. You can check out Keys to the City on all social media platforms as well. And you can check out the latest episode or articles at Clovercrest Media that I just posted about the New York Yankees asking if they become a shell of themselves. If you want to see it, you can check it out at clovercrestmedia.com as well as the Facebook Keys to the City on other social media platforms. But like I was saying, it's so funny because when I think about this team, the only team I can only really think about and resemble this to is like the Boston Celtics of the NBA because both teams in 2017 had young cores, but two teams that many believe were in rebuild modes and overachieved. I would say, came in one game away. Both, think about it, both franchises, two of the greatest franchises in all sports, both came in one game from going to the NBA Finals and the World Series. The Yankees losing in game seven to the Astros, and then the Celtics with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown losing to LeBron James at home in game seven. You think about that time and we're like, oh my God, these two teams looks like the greatness is coming back to these two franchises. They're going to dominate the leagues. But now we're hitting, we're sitting here on June 20th, and both franchises kind of reached their peak, if you really think about it. It's, it's, it's frustrating. I think the past week, if you really look at it, the past week, losing to two of your arch rivals. I know that the New York Mets are not, are not in the AL. At both. They're the New York Mets. Sorry, Mets fans. But they're the little brother to the New York Yankees and the Mets beat them or the Mets beat the Mets beat them or we got beat by the Mets. And then we got embarrassed. We got completely embarrassed on live TV to the Boston Red Sox getting outscored 25 to eight and being swept on top of it. Ted, when we think of this situation, we think of this team. I know I, I put the article as, has the Yankees become a shell of themselves? I got a new name for you. You know how we like to call them the Bronx Bombers? Well, they're anything but the Bronx Bombers. They're called, to me, the Bronx Yawners because all they're doing is just falling asleep at the plate, in the field, and don't even get me started on Mr. Good Old Aaron Boone. Ted, I'll start with you. When you look at this team right now and you just see, I know that they're six games over 500 and everybody's like, oh, they're fine. But in a year where they're struggling offensively and as a team collectively in this AL East, the best division in baseball right now, guys, led by the Tampa Bay Rays, led by the Baltimore Orioles of all the teams. Then you got the Blue Jays and the Red Sox. This is not the year, and especially a year that is desperation mode for a team that's desperately looking for a title. It's not the year to be... Well, underperforming, especially the big bats. So, Ted, when you see this, you've been watching a lot of Michael K. We've been looking at I wrote my article. The stats speak for itself. Aaron Judge is out. They have to ha- find somebody, anybody to step up. 
But who is it? Is it going to be you, Ted? Is it going to be Joe Aguirre with his legendary wiffle ball stats and the way he's dominating his wiffle ball league? I mean, who is it, Ted? Who is it going to be? Really? Because I, I don't I, – I really can't – I don't think any of us have a true explanation to who it's going to be to step up to the plate, Liter literally and figuratively. There's really no easy answer for this, bro. There's really no easy – like – you want to speak positive about this, right? Like, we went through this funk where me and Joe were like, this team's not making the playoffs. They'd be lucky if they win 90 wins. I'm and then still like, standing they, by it. And then, they had the, and then they had the best record in May. And then literally, since Judge's injury, the last 12 games, they're 4-8. and eight. Like, they are – and unlike any other sport, bro, I'm sorry, but this is baseball. One guy does not have that match of a dramatic impact. He's a really good player, but this is not LeBron James on a basketball court where he's out and you're like, damn – how do we make up for his playmaker? This is not Patrick from Mahomes being out. We're a football player, and I know like, football is a team game, but like I said, we know what we know the difference of having a star quarterback a or a starting quarterback in the yeah. league and not having a and having a backup. It just it's failure. It, there's yeah. no success. This is baseball. Like there's nine guys at a bat. There's pitchers. There's relievers. There's so much more components that go on with baseball. One guy doesn't listen. We know he's good. This now. If anything of the arguments that we've had the last two or three years, if his argument of judge and his MVP status doesn't mean more now showing what he does mean to this, because now you think about what if he did go to the Giants? What would this real? I mean, <laughs> oh man, I mean, that's it's a nightmare situation to think about. We have not talked about that, but like, and you know, like the argument, like, show listen, Otani's. I don't want to swear. He's great. He's 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 effing, he's effing great. He's great, bro. Great. He, I, I don't know what he's better at right now because he's 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 dominating as a hitter. He's doing really well. Maybe there's war numbers and things. And he doesn't do it with two strikes and whatever, but he's leading the AL in home runs, right? Mm -hmm. And he's one of the best pitchers in the AL too, right? His ERA is under three. He's dominating. He's doing what he's supposed to do as as an impactful player on both sides of the plate, right? And imagine if he could just focus on one. We're not going to go with that story. That's not the story. The point is about the Yankees, right? They're four and eight. They have not been good. Trev, I wrote it down last night, last twelve games, and that's really what we're talking about because they yeah. were playing really good baseball, man. They had the best record. But was it just because of it? I, I like listen. I listen. I listen. I think it's a lot of things. Okay, and, and Joe and you and me are going to break it all down and go whatever. And listen, there's a lot of components. Okay, Rodon not being there from the start of the season. Not you know he was supposed to be your number two, bro. Like other than Cole. There's the pitching staff. It's not been bad. It just has been inconsistent. Clark Schmidt has had a couple really good games in the bullpen or the team hasn't given the run support. All right. Mm -hmm. So you can't blame the pitcher when he gives up less than three runs and you don't score. Because in the last 12 games, they ranked 30th of 30 teams in batting average at 195, 30th on base percentage at 255, and next to last, thank you, the Kansas City Royals with slugging percentage at 344. Here's the thing, though. We, we, I thought about this yesterday when Michael Kane goes in. This is what the problem is. You can't blame the players. You can't blame Boone. You can't blame Cashman because it's a collective thing, right? Here's the thing. Cashman puts the players that he thinks are going to play well, right? And listen, they should. Rizzo should be playing better, bro. Do you think when we signed Stan four years ago when we were doing a show at CSB, they're like, oh, my God, we're going to win multiple championships. We're going to have the – we're gonna have the, you know, like the Mighty Ducks. We're gonna have the Bash Brothers. I remember right? how happy Joe, I remember how happy Joe was, right? And then Rizzo, the team leader, a, a lefty, a, a really good first baseman, right? He brings yeah. the power. Donaldson, Gold Glove third baseman. He'll be DJ batting crown, right? All the guys I just mentioned are playing like shit, right? So now, do you blame Aaron Boone? Like Aaron Boone's like, well, this is what I have. I can't make what I don't have. Like, and here's the thing: when he puts the guys out. What do you like? Here's the, what do you want to do? You want him to bench Stan? You want him to bench Donaldson? 
They might get butt hurt. Then what do you do? Who's coming up? What do you do? Volpe. We get it. He's from Jersey. He's the young kid. They don't want to send him down to AAA because they don't want to hurt his feelings. They don't want to break his, his you know, whatever it is, that his, heart. his mold. I get it. But, like, he's he's awful right now. He looked overmatched this weekend, especially Sunday when he was over 7, over 8, 5Ks. He's got, like, 80 strikeouts, right? He's batting 187. Like, what do we do? Like, it, because I said to you yesterday, if this was IKF, he probably would have been benched already. So, like, I just feel like it's kind of like a domino effect where, like, one thing is pushing on the other. They're leaning on each other. Everyone expects the Yankees to go make a big move. Where, where are they going? What value do you have trading any of these players? Then you could say, well, Cashman got these old players. But if I told you a couple of years that, oh, my God, we can't sign DJ to a six years, you people would have freaked out as a Yankee fan. You know what I mean? Or we, you got Stan. You should have known. You should have known he gets hurt. You know, like, so it's a culmination of things. I mean, they went to get Donaldson for the Minnesota trade. It's just, it's a lot of things. And I just think this year, Trev, is just boiling over to, like, the guys that you expect to play well are not playing well. Boone is doing the best he can. But, like, every time it doesn't work, you're, you're like, fire him. Like, screw him. He's done. He sucks. But it's like, hey, if the guy came up with a hit or if the pitcher made the play or Glaber makes the throw at second, it's like, well, you wouldn't say shit about Boone. So it's just, I just think it's a culmination of things. And I think right now we're seeing, especially with your best player and honestly, probably the MVP of the league, not being hurt for the last 12 games. Joe. Yeah. Listen, most of what Ted said is pretty accurate. I'll, I'll bounce a couple things off you here. The Yankees earned run average as a team is 3.77. It's fourth best in baseball, a 123 whip sixth. The batting average against 230 is third best in the league. But you know what? Quality starts, they only have 20. They're tied for 22nd. So you you just sort of pointed it out, you know, Teddy, that, again, even a guy like Clark Schmidt, he's pitched all right in, a, in, in some so of the games. he's had some pretty good games. But he doesn't give you any length. And this team is constantly relying on the bullpen to get half the outs in any given game that unless Garrett Cole is pitching and that is problematic. This team is also tied for 16th and run scored. That is not Yankee. In the league or in the AL? In in the league. That's literally middle. That's that's the middle of the league. That's in, in, in all of baseball. Uh, Their, their on base percentage is 298. It is 28th in baseball. You're, you're not going to win a lot of baseball games if you're not getting on base and you're not getting runs in and yeah. as well as the pitching. Then this is like a microcosm of the Yankees problems in the postseason. Yeah. You're seeing it on a major scale right now. Uh, and, and it's been all season. I, I am fairly certain that if this team is to win a wild card. It's not going to be a long ride. No, I mean, if we're, yeah, yeah, Joe, if we're expecting a, I mean, unless they make drastic changes, which I mean, they really can't, they don't have any major well, like you just other, said, than the, what, other than, what the are you gonna trade? other than Volpe, other than Peraza, some of the pitchers that they have, um, Austin Wells. I mean, who are you really going to trade that has great value in this, in this, in this farm system right now? Well, here's the other thing. You gotta, let's be realistic. You got a lot of teams right now. The Yankees. Okay. So I just looked at the standards because Houston lost last night to the Mets. The Yankees jumped up to get that third spot, but they're a half a game up, but Seattle, Houston, Anaheim, 
you know, Baltimore, the Blue Jays are right there. So this is not where like, hey, and don't count got, out the Red Sox either. We, I mean, we got, the Red Sox we got are right there to, too. We got room to play with. This is like we we might not make the wild card. That, that's a realistic possibility because if Texas continues to win the division, you assume Houston will make moves or get better as the season goes on. Baltimore right. feels like they're not going anywhere. All right. Toronto seems to always be a pain in the ass. If they get any pitching and or they get hot in one good month, they could run right by us. You know, the Red Sox Red Sox have our play, Red Sox have had Red our Sox number play since us, they might be in first place in the AL East. Red Sox have our number since 04. So But Trev, when I was going back to the, the, the numbers before, and here's what I say your four main guys, the guys that you said a couple years ago, like DJ Lemayhu, right? Who we thought maybe should have gotten more consideration for MVP. Past 24 games, he's batting 167. 15, 15 for yeah. 90. 15 mm-hmm. for 90. Now, Donald. Did you take these from my my uh, nice little article that I wrote? No, I didn't even read your article yet fully. I saw, that's, but see, I didn't that's read so it. appreciative of you. See, I'm on, nice I'm on article. it real quick. I read, a nice I read article, the article. <laughs> I read the article and you nailed it. it I mean, you you hit the nail on the head. You know when I head. did that? I did that at freaking six o'clock in the morning. Yesterday. Okay, so hold on. I said, I'm that? writing it. Teddy, so the only thing I could think was, though, you and I told him that like two weeks ago. You know what? Okay, so hold on. Carry on, carry on, Ted, carry on. So here's the other thing. I don't know if you had these numbers. So Donaldson, right? He hasn't played much, but the 17 games he has played, 60 at-bats. I got them all right here, Ted. I got them all right right here, baby. 17 Ks. He has eight hits. His average is 151. So when he does hit, he hits a home run, but that's not consistent enough. And then Stan, since his injury return, five for 41. Rizzo, Mm -hmm. which – you know, he's always kind of been a little bit of the heartbeat of this team. Four for 48 since returning from that neck injury. Oh, 83. Those four guys are like your main four core. Those are, those, those are the guys that you yeah. got. You have to rely on With now that Judge is out. Yes. And then the sad part is, and we're not going to probably get Well, even it. Torres, too, who's been signed. That's the funny thing. I got Torres. another stat for you. They have three players right now that have played over 40 games. Judge, Torres, and Rizzo, who are batting over 250. That Torres thing feels hard to feel like. And Rizzo, four for 40. Can I tell you something? I think Torres is going to be the guy that's going to be the odd man out of this whole thing that's going to get traded for them to make a move. I mean, that's, I, it feels like that's the only – but how much – it's like trading Estevan Florio right now. How much true value do these guys have right now? Because it feels like it's way past their prime, Joe. Whereas Torres, a few years ago, you're like, oh, man, after his great year, maybe if he had – then he started again a little – he was up and down. Then you maybe wanted to trade. They've been saying it for years. Esteban Florio, all these guys that they've said. I think Torres, out of all these guys, because they're not getting rid of Stanton. Nobody's taking his contract. DJ's under contract. They're not getting rid of him. Rizzo, they just signed. They're not getting rid of him. Donaldson has no value. He's just a good third baseman. He's going to retire. Yeah, he's going to retire. Thank God. But that the only guy out of everyone else that we haven't really mentioned is Glaber Torres. He's going to be the odd man out. He's going to be the one because Rizzo, I mean, DJ's going to go to second. They're not going to get rid of Volpe at shortstop. They're not going to play with this kid's head like they've done in the past with some of the young prospects like Gary Sanchez and, and Debbie Garcia yeah, and all these guys. How long do you hold on to him? And maybe if he continues to struggle, baseball, you know, Joe, is such a mental game that he could wear on a player. It's like, give him a break. Go down to AAA. Kind of get your mind right. Go come, go have like two, three weeks where you're bad at 350 and then come back up with like, okay, I'm back. Like, I just needed to go back, refine some tools. And not have the pressure playing shortstop. But I also did agree with Joe that sometimes you just got to throw him in the water and just. Yeah, but he's drowning. drowning. Teddy, you know what? I don't think he's reached drowning point. He's at the the break. It's right here. They told this kid it wasn't going to be a three-week audition. 
right? And I and I think that was more than generous. But it's been a three month audition, and like Teddy said, I don't know if he's drowning, but he's struggling to keep his head above Joe, water. He's like right at you, cheek, it's literally right here. Yeah, like, I, I, you know, I think curiously too, you you've seen the defense has gotten uh, 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 been a little problematic for him recently. Yeah, he has because of the hitting. He's because he's pressing so hard because he's not hitting and. Uh, who's the other one? Peraza is it at triple a he's hit raking at like three twenty, hitting dingers and he's playing a great third base. And it's like, maybe you should have brought that one up. I mean, Dominguez maybe is playing the guy. I mean, I mean, Dominguez is playing great too. I mean, all these, but, this young talent. Let me, just... let me, let me tell you something else. Look, the, the problem is Trevino's awful. He's been awful this year. That yeah. was a guy they were relying on. Yeah. You mentioned Rodone hasn't pitched. Frankie Montes has been out all year and was terrible when he did pitch. But those were guys that they thought they were going to rely on. You make the same argument about Rizzo and Donaldson. The Yankees' yeah. corners are are so, so bad, it's not even funny. You know, when when Bader plays, when when Judge plays, they are, they're, those two guys are, but, are aces. But the rest of this team... As you said, Trev, there's no value. I mean, other than moving Dominguez, and at that point, then you Which might as I well bring I don't Dominguez. Want them to. I don't want them. But then to. you might as well bring Dominguez yes. up because your team's not good enough. Yeah, you might as well get this kid out there. I get Estevan Florial up here quick, and and because listen, if you're going to give Willie Calhoun and you're going to give Jake Bowers at bats, and you got these guys down at AAA. You've never really given Estevan Florial a shot. You might as well run him out there. Give him a couple of months and see what you can do. You're doing it for Volpe. Why not do it for some of the other younger guys? Why not bring up Dominguez? Maybe. G- give him give him a month's worth of at-bats. If he's totally overmatched, you send him back. Big deal. Maybe you like, never know. Next thing Joe, you know, you like re-energize the whole goddamn team. Joe, like you said about... Being 16th in, um, what was it, batting average, did you say? What was it for offense? Runs, runs Runs. scored. Maybe we just have to be realistic with ourselves that this franchise right now is just mid. I mean, yeah, they'll win 90 games, and and we just have to come. They're not on pace to win 90. I know. I don't even know what the pace is. I know Joe Joe will be better with that. I don't know what the pace is for the New York Yankees. The pace pace looks to be about 85, 86. It's not great. I think we have to come to the realization as Yankee fans that this might just be those type of years where it was in the 70s and 80s. And when I wrote the article, a few people commented like this could be just like the years of the 70s, 80s where they had that long drought. From 78 to 96, where they but just didn't this. win anything. They were mid in the pack, and then they just needed to drastically make a, a, a huge overhaul, which is getting rid of Cashman. I know. They just signed Listen, him to an extension. You know Aaron Boone, hold on. Aaron, Aaron Boone, I get it. They just resigned him. I, I get it. But this franchise, kind of like what the Giants just had to do not too long ago, look in the mirror and just say, and maybe the, the Yankees should take a page out of the Giants and saying, we have to make – drastic, desperate changes that maybe may be uncomfortable to make. But if you get rid of Boone, what does that solve? Because I thought about this yesterday. I We want to blame Boone. I just, no, but I don't, when I come, hold on, hold when on, it comes, I'll give, I'll give you the explanation. I'll give you the explanation why I say Boone. Hold on. One thing and then give me the explanation. This is, not, this is just a hypothetical thing, right? I get it. We are in the world where the players screw up, we blame the coach, right? We always blame the coach. I'm blaming he's everyone. The, hold on. He's always the easy guy to fire. You're not going to fire Donaldson. You're not going to, you know what I mean? We don't fire the players. We always go after a coach. So you fire Boone, right? Yankees are just shit in the bed. You fire him. What's to say that these players are going to play better all of a sudden, but someone else is going to, 
Is it just the, the different mouth? Because here's no, the thing. I, I Whoever just... is going to take over the rest of the season is still going to be the echo from what is being said in the front office. You know they're not firing Cashman. You know if Cashman was fired tomorrow, he'd have a job by midnight later on that night because he's still well-respected in Major League Baseball. He put these players on the field. They are not producing. No one wants to take accountability, and that's what it really comes down to. If you knew you could be late to work every day and you knew you were never going to lose your job or get in trouble, you just keep doing the same stupid thing. There's no accountability. Now, what I'm interested in is how Steinbrenner is supposed to be on the Michael K tomorrow at 4 o'clock. I'm very interested to see what he has to say about this franchise, what how they question him, and what his responses are. Because you don't hear anything. Joe, you have said it even last year. You didn't hear Cashman like a postseason press conference like, hey, listen, we didn't do this. These are changes, blah, blah, blah. We're going to go all in. You know, like you went to go get Rodon, the best pitcher on the market. He hasn't pitched. Severino's looked like shit the last couple weeks. Got crushed. All right? The White Sox, one of the worst teams in the Central. I lost two out of three. Got swept by the Red Sox. Lost five out of six games. You split the games against the Mets, and the Mets just got their ass kicked against the Cardinals, who are the worst team in baseball this year. So where are we as a franchise? Realistically, I think we are in a in a tumultuous position because we're in winning mode every year, yeah, right? But we can't rebuild. We've talked about this countless times Here, on the here's show. The th- here's How the you th- can you give young guys a chance when they're going to be like, you know, what this, this is the this same team that went into of- the season and did not have a starting left Fielder, this you this knew you me, didn't have a left fielder. This to me kind of reminds me of the Giants with Tom Coughlin. It's ran its course. The only difference was Coughlin was loved by the New York fans and New York media because he also was a world champion twice with the New York Giants. But it ran its course, it, it, and they had to move on. They had to make changes because they were going in a direction where, look, it's we're not winning the way that we were winning. It's just not happening anymore. This isn't the '90s anymore. This isn't even the 2000s. This whole agenda and mentality of the New York Yankees franchise has run its course. They have to, like I said, they have to look in the mirror, have the uncomfortable conversation and saying, what are we doing? I mean, I get it. Judge is out, but he's going to come back and maybe he'll help the lineup. I know he does, but we can't rely on just one man to just carry this team or two guys in general, because that's, it feels like it's literally a two man party. And we talked about it on the last episode or a few episodes ago that it literally, this team has been led by a two man party with Aaron judge and Garrett Cole and everybody else is just, is just there. It feels like sometimes you just got, it's run its course. And this is a team right now that we're in year 15, I think 15 or 14 of not making a world series. We're not even talking about getting to win a world series. We're talking about, making the world series it's ran its course and i get it and I, the reason why i'm all i'm just done with aaron boone i've been done with him since the day he's been hired i just never felt like he was a true manager of it because look i get it the players got to play ted 100 agree with you i get it all the time he's got to do the lineups but that's the thing his decision making garrett cole's pitching a beauty against the la dodgers no let's take him out and then guess what the dodgers almost come back you remember that we were on the phone talking and the dodgers almost came back it was five nothing garrett cole was dominating the la dodgers who also have some problems too that they got to figure out as well in the nl which maybe it's just a turning page of baseball right now You, you got the orioles you got the texas rangers you got teams that have been so bad for some time now that are starting to play great over expectations 
And you got teams like the Dodgers, the Yankees, the Mets, the Red Sox. Maybe it's just baseball as a whole, and we're specifically looking at the Yankees because we are Yankee fans. It's just you got to have those conversations. That's just to me. Aaron Boone, he's been doing it since he's been since the 2018 ALCS, Joe, making changes to Miguel and Duhar, changing left and right, making the the the, the changes that you're just like, why? What are we doing? What, are we not why? Like because of this analytics bullshit that we just have to harp on and push the agenda. Like everything else we do in this country, we just got to keep pushing the agenda down our mouths because everybody else is doing it, so we got to do it. No, that's not how it's supposed to be. We're the New York Yankees. We've always done it differently. Oh, I get it. Oh, they buy the World Series. Whatever. That's how the boss was. You hate it or you love it. I'm sorry. I don't care. I'm a Yankee fan. It's just you got to look in the mirror and say, I think that it's ran its course because I just said in the article, 2017, we were in supposed rebuilding season, just like the Boston Celtics did. And now we're thinking maybe the Boston Celtics are going to make some changes right now too. Because we thought the Boston Celtics, this was going to be the year that they were going to win the title. Guess what? They almost they came back from a 3-0 lead, but they still lost and got embarrassed at home in Game 7. The New York Yankees, they might not even get to the playoffs. It's ran its course, and you got to make some drastic changes. The time is up. I'm sorry. This is not even with, Aaron, with all these. I get it. Rodon hopefully comes back and all these changes and Aaron Judge. And maybe everything drastically changes. But right now, with this lineup that you just named off some of the big-name players, I don't know. Even if they get to the playoffs, are they going to be one and done again, Joe? Listen, the 1985 Yankees had the best player in baseball in Don Mattingly. And behind him in the outfield were Hall of Famers, Dave Winfield and Ricky Henderson. On the mound that year, Ron Guidry, 22 and six. The rest of the pitching staff was mediocre. Mm-hmm. And the rest of that Yankees offense was, was putrid. Yeah, was they anemic. didn't produce. They didn't drive in a lot of runs. Mike Pagliarulo, uh, the third baseman, was maybe the only other bright spot on that team. And that's what this team reminds me of. Butch Weiniger was the catcher, uh, switch hitter, underperformed. Uh, there had been a guy who yeah, hit Jay, like How 20. can you trade Jay Buhner? <laughs> Got a cannon for an arm. But I look at that team. That was just a typical team from the era that you were talking about where, yeah, it happened. The Yankees, even though they had some big names on the team, Giancarlo Stanton, Rizzo, DJ, uh, yeah, there was he, only one There's only one good pitcher. Uh, Garrett Cole is filling the role of Ron Guidry from that God. year, uh, which is nice, but you don't you don't have a whole lot two through five. And that's where this team is at. The, the, that team also had a pretty good bullpen. Dave Rigetti had 46 saves. But Joe, uh, he officially became the Yankees' full-time closer. And that's the thing. They don't even have a full-time closer yeah, right no, now. Joe, yeah, Clay Joe, Holmes comes in. Michael King comes in. Seven guys this year, though. Seven different Yankees have a save this year. They're going with that Tampa mentality. Listen, the depth is good. Well, well it's long- working for Tampa, but it's not working for the Yankees because that's not what the Yankees have been. Na- that's not what the Yankees do. They've never been that way. We can't be followed. I know. I get it. The Tampa Bay Rays, it's the working agenda. for them. They've been great. But stick to your agenda. But Stick to the agenda that won you 20, again, 27 a, world champions. Trevor, yeah, a it, microcosm of their playoff problems. What do the Yankees do when they get to the postseason? This dingbat starts out managing himself. 
And so everyone else is doing a bunch of guys are saving games. We'll do that. And it's again, it speaks to what you're saying. That's not what we do. This guy sees other teams doing things and he's easily influenced into doing the same thing. Well, the, two, the game against the Mets, the second game, right? They bring in, I forget, I forget who the lefty kid is, right? He's not a bad pitcher. Zawanda Peralta. The one that gave up Peralta. the one double at the end of the game, the 10th inning, right? Oh, I know. It doesn't really right. matter. Yeah. But he's a no name, right? They didn't want to bring Wandy in because he had pitched like the day before because they don't like to pitch him two days in a row. But you had the next day off. So it wasn't like he – had. That's where Aaron Boone – this is like, where Aaron like, Boone gets a blame. They don't like to do Wandy like two or three days in a row. Or Like I get it. I, you want There's a certain way of strategy where they like to do it and they don't want to bite themselves in the ass. But it's like, bro, like bringing Wandy. Like I just – you're putting him in a better situation. I just – I don't like some of the, the things that they are doing as a – as a manager, when I watch a game, because I listen to Michael K, like I, I listen to the show, I feel like he's real. Like he's one of the realest guys now. Maybe well, he's got so much insight because he's, listen, I mean, he's got so much. Because he's, he's announcing the game now. Of course, he's got to walk that tightrope because he is the he is the voice of the Yankees. He can't go in and just bash the Yankees, but he says it like realistic. Like Glaber on Friday night. Like I get it. You're down ten one, but lackadaisical on defense. Like that's just that's the shit that bothers you as a fan because you're like I get it. You're losing. But you still we're watching Gary Sanchez all over again, and you, and you could tell it. And then, like, and then, like, we're thinking the Red Sox are the worst team in baseball in the AL East this year, and you got smacked around, bro. Like yeah. Friday night, you got crushed. Okay, fifteen to five. Yeah, and I don't think. And the, then the Yankees, and they scored three been, runs the rest of the way. Listen, the Yankees hadn't been swept by the Red Sox in a doubleheader. I just had the thing. It was like nineteen Red Sox swept the first time since nineteen seventy. No. 2006, but the first time since at Still, Fenway, that's since, a long time, 17 since, years on, since and the first time they did at Fenway since 1976. But you just wow. got crushed by the Red Sox this weekend, and then they took two out of three last week at home, and they're supposed to be an awful team. Sunday they had an opening pitcher, and then a guy who had barely pitched all season, and he dominated you guys. Like you're not scoring. And the object of the game is very simple: score more runs than the other team. It's kind of like football, and then just play good enough defense and pitch. I I just it's fascinating. They are mediocre at every type of facet of the game. That's what kills me. They can't hit. DJ's exit velocity power on all his on off his bat this uh, this year, three months has gone down from ninety to eighty eight to eighty seven. Every month it's gone down. They're so mediocre at every type of facet of the and game. And he's right supposed now. to be healthy this that's, year. Last year, when he shit the bed down the rejection was the injury. Okay, but like, and that's what's killing me. Like, what is going on through? What we're not seeing, because we're not in the clubhouse. We don't know what's being said. We don't know what's going on in practice. Coaching, man, like, where Aaron is Boone's it like? playing patty cake with like, all okay, players. He's trying Joe, to like, you said something, Joe, you said something I remember on the show. We haven't done the show in a while, but it was like two weeks ago. Remember? You said something about Volpe, about something with his stance where he, like, now he's more pinned in. Remember, I think his front foot. Yeah, they've been talking in. about it. And, like, trying to change, because now Volpe he's getting beat on the it up. But, like, if Rizzo's four for 48, like something has to be mechanically wrong, right? Like he didn't stop learning how to hit. Like these guys know how to hit, right? Stanton knows how – what is – how could they all four of these guys or five of these guys be all shit in the bed right now? Like it's – that's what's killing me. Like Yeah, Rizzo you know, was hitting players, 302 like when he got hurt. years old. Now maybe they're all getting old, right? And we're out of the PED use. And like age is finally starting to catch up, right? And, and that's realistic. Like – you look at our team. A lot of 30-something-year-old guys on this thing. This ain't the Reds. This ain't Baltimore. We got 20-year-old guys running running the bases, and, and there's youthfulness, and there's 
this is like old man river. I mean, Donaldson's 38. Ted, like I said. DJ's what, 36. Ted, Stan's, like, Stan's Ted, like, like a 40-year-old man out there. He like, literally breaks down every 20 games. Like I said, it's run its course. But what are the, now what do you do, though? Like, you run the course this year. You don't make the playoffs. I think if you don't make the playoffs, I feel like. You have to clean house. How? That's what I mean. And who do you replace it with? You're going to go full rebuilding. You can't get rid of Stan. You can't just cut him. No one's gonna take him. Donaldson yeah, retires. Okay, I get it. It's Glaber. You keep Boone. You bring Bader. You got to get a left fielder because we went in the season without a like. You start trying to figure out like where are the corrections? Like Severino. Okay, like you're not bringing him back. He's like what? What is the big move? You're gonna go get a Tani. You're gonna trade every like what? What's gonna make this team better? Are you gonna bring a youth movement? Are the Yankee fans ready to say you know what? F you, screw you, this, this, that, like the movie waiting. We're just going to say, Dominguez, you're playing catcher. Praza, you're going to cut play a short. We're going to put Volpe at second. We're going to, Bader and Judge will be our right and center. We'll bring up another left fielder for you. We play left field. And we're going to run that course for a year. And you know what's going to happen? They're going to win 75, 80 games. People are going to freak out. Because as a Yankee fan, you're a Yankee fan. We can't lose games. We don't rebuild. We win championships. Well, Why don't you, don't, like I said, don't you remember 2017 when we were supposed to be in rebuild mode and we went? To, I mean, just because they get a I whole feel like in a way that screwed us because there was such high expectation now. Like, and you know that in any other sport, if a team gets there a year before they're supposed to, yeah. Do you know why? They, do you know why I still think they screwed up? Some... Because after that game, what did they do? They what regressed. They do? No, what did they do specifically? But I don't blame no, coaching right. because it's not like Joe Girardi's a good coach. He got Joe, fired for the Phillies and they, Joe, we and they went to the about World it. Series, Trev. I get it. But, Joe, we talked about it. He was going to get fired no matter they what. They could have won, the won the World Series and he would have been out of a job. It's just like so that they, would have been tough to explain to your fans if he got fired and they won the World Series. It's regressed. When you, can, when you fire with the, with Joe Torrey, you can fire anybody. And, and, and there's there's no there's You know no who I already – Joe, we've talked about it. You know who I want them to possibly go after if they can get him. I would love Donnie baseball. I'd love Donnie baseball. I would love a rod. Somebody yeah, like he didn't that. He didn't do well for the Dodgers either. Dodgers yeah. just got swept this weekend against the Giants. You know, you know crushed. what Donnie baseball's problem was coaching in the national league was his the lack of was. understanding the, the switches, the double switches. He doesn't understand national league baseball because he never played there. Yeah. And, 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 and what a disservice it was to that poor guy to be over in the national league, learning how to manage. It's like, and you, then he it's went like to the Marlins, a, like a different sport. Yeah. And then he stayed there in the national league. He's an American league guy. I think yeah. he would be much better. Uh, uh yeah. if, if he were in, in, well, I, he's obviously with Toronto, but I mean, if he was managing a club, so I think the something biggest, to think about. I think the biggest problem, Cold really, and the most surprising and, and most disappointing out of seeing all this is the decline of DJ LeMahieu. It disappoints me because I was a huge advocate of them signing him, giving him whatever he wanted because, and we were talking about this before the show and we never really got into it, is how great he was for the New York Yankees as a leadoff man. The day he made the change, Aaron Boone, or I, I think it was Aaron Boone that made the change. It's probably his best movie ever made at the time, was making DJ LeMahieu the full-time and taking Gardner out of there. He and set making the tone the full- for everything that year. Yes. that's what And that's what disappoints me is how bad and how fast he's declined. And I get, oh, this is why you don't give him the contract. Ted. 2018, 2019, and I for what year Trevor, he got the. Trevor, I don't know I what year. It. I don't know what year he got the contract in, but the years that he was there when he got traded to the New York Yankees or he signed with the Yankees to the deal that he did, 
Dude, he was a hitting machine. He was the best hitter in the AL. Oh, at least one of the top three. Jeff, he won the batting crowd. He's one of the two guys that ever won That's the what I'm crowd. saying. Both, like, he was so good to see him just falter just like that. Like, it wasn't even, like, slowly. It's just been, like, it just went straight down. Like, it's fascinating because I was a huge and we fan of him. And Cashman to see him play Cashman like this. The deal. We would have killed Cashman. They had to After give him the two contract. Two years of like batting like three fifty. He was an MVP in the top four candidates the, the previous two and like, years. And like Joe said, utility player, Gold Glove, second baseman. Like he was everything for the Yankees. Anytime Yankees needed someone at first, third, short, second, he did it all. He was leading off. He was set. He set the tone for the team that year, especially the two years. It's listen, and you like we always say as Yankee fans, we forget about this. Give him whatever he wants. He Cole wants 12 years. Give him 12 years. Judge wants 10 years. We got to get him. We can't lose a guy because we're afraid oh, no, to lose that at guy. We can't, and we that can't, guy we goes can't somewhere else, and then he, he does well. That, that's the thing. We're afraid to lose the guy, and then he goes somewhere else, and then he he does and really I, well. And then you're like, see, we should have kept and him. I think, and I think you both can agree to this. I think another big problem of this is this whole – Elephant in the room of Glaber Torres with no, the just no, it's, the it's on deal. with no, with, I get that that's a huge deal, yes. But the ongoing of are we going to trade him? Are we moving on? We're going to keep him, we're going to sign him, we're going to put him in second, we're going to put him at short. It's just like because DJ's always been all over the place, like you just said, first, second, third, short. Like we never have had a sustained shortstop or a second baseman because Glaber Torres is, is just not a good fielder. And we've been going on with this for years that are we going to trade Glaber? Like this, this might be the year that Glaber Torres finally does become available on the trade market and he becomes, he goes on to a new team. I mean, those are just little parts of pieces that have built to the ultimate, like, down, I'm not, trade I don't want to say downfall. Him. I don't want to say downfall because there's still, still six games over 500. But as Yankee fans, six games 500 over 500 feels like we're six games under 500. They need to trade him to the National League too, by the way. That's where I think he'll find his greatest Go get value our guy Luis Araz from the Miami Marlins, baby. Sure. Dude, he, I mean, we I'm need telling you. to get on base. You He's listen. He's that's Glaber, you know what right the problem is? Glaber hits just enough. And he hits just enough home runs where you're like, oh, yeah, you're so right. like, and it's and it's why so many people as they lay out the Yankees lineup, they're like, Glaber is second. It's like, no, God, no, stop that. Why would you take the third best second baseman and make him the starting second baseman? That doesn't make any sense. That's like the Astros moving, yeah, just Astros moving Altuve to like or just like making Again. moves. Look at the Padres and the look at of- look at some of the problems that they've had this year. And again, it's you've got like six guys playing out of their natural positions. And I know the thought is, ah, oh, these guys can. They can't. It's some it's, guys just can't do it. This is the job that you've been training your whole life to be standing. You know. 60 feet from second base and then like oh, we're gonna move you 30 feet over it doesn't it's not it just doesn't work well did you see the question the other day there is fernando tatis the best right fielder in baseball right now hilarious because <laughs> he threw a cannon from right field he that's hilarious if you go back to baseball right in backyard baseball who's always the best player on the baseball field what position shortstop 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 he was always the best player. Usually the, he could pitch, he can hit, he could play anywhere in the field. Usually the best athlete in the city. Yeah. It doesn't matter. You can have five shortstops. You can find a place to put him because usually he's the best athlete. I mean, I haven't seen Tatis. I don't know what his numbers are. I know he's been hitting. He's better. been playing well, but Aaron Judge and Mookie Betts are better than him. Well, yeah. That's the thing that kills me, that Judge doesn't get the respect as a defensive 
right fielder. Because he's a New York Yankee. No Yankee you know ever why? gets any respect. Bro, he you is such why? a good right fielder. It's, it's, it's incredible. I'll tell you the problem. And I feel like the, Dave Winfield had the same problem. Being six foot six. And, and ah. when you run, you're lumbering. Dave Winfield was, you know, mind you, was he's drafted huge. by... Uh, NFL, uh, uh, yep. uh, the ABA and the NBA, in addition to MLB. Uh, he was an extraordinary athlete, but he was so big that it sometimes it it doesn't look natural. It doesn't look like Darren Erstad going back on a board. I get it. He glides. He doesn't glide. You like know what I mean? He's so big. big I haven't heard that name. In yeah, so but just, but Judge Darren, Darren Erstad. I haven't heard that name. But I feel so like long. Judge glides. Like how many guys in that league are making that play at Dodger Stadium? Like if that's what if, I'm saying. That's like against I mean, the Mets. On. If Judge is in there instead of Bowers, he makes that play at the wall. And here's the thing: I was just reading about Judge. He just got a second like fusion in his toe. There's realistically Judge is out for another month. Oh yeah, I've heard that he might not come back after all until after All Star break. Which then you're like, what? <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> don't don't. You're like, oh, I, no, what do I do? I can't. Oh God, Whoa. <laughs> I can't I do mean, it. Listen, they're playing Seattle. Oh, Lord. Cole's on the mound tonight. They're playing Seattle. Well, I think I, I don't know if that's you guys the last team they put up double digits against, mind you. You know what's the perfect song for this? Is? That was like a month ago. The perfect song for this New York Yankee season right now is you ever heard the song Help by the Beatles? <laughs> Help. I need somebody. Help. I just need somebody. For God's sake, somebody just do something. <laughs> You know what? Because I I'm mean, sick right, of boo in this. You're week. at the yeah. point where you're like, can can anybody, can one <laughs> single person get hot on this team? And then you Just, feel like it'd be a domino effect, like right? it might be catch. Let one one guy get four hits tonight for crying out loud. One guy get four hits. Joe, we know, you know what the, Joe, you know what they need? A little Reggie yeah, Bar, baby. <laughs> I don't think I don't All think anyone says it's four hits this year. I, I look, I said it. I'm sticking. I'm, I'm, it's still two on one. You guys don't think the Yankees are going to make the playoffs. I'm still sticking with the Yankees going to the playoffs because I, that's just how I am. I got to stick to it. I'm not changing my mind. But right now, Listen, I'm the one that picked them to win the division. Well, you're an idiot. I'm the one that had, I think I had. Wait, did we all pick the Yankees to win the division? No, you didn't. Or Joe did. Well, who did I pick? No, I did. Who did I pick? Joe had the Ray or the I got Jay Tampa. Ray. Yeah, Tampa. I think I picked the Yankees. I think I picked the Listen, Yankees to win the World Series. You know what, Trevor? And I'll and I'll tell you exactly why I picked Tampa over the Yankees because to me the writing's been on the wall here. Yeah, that sort of like what you said. It's all kind of come due. You got all these ancient players. Some of them were former MVPs back in the day. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of these guys are banged up. They they're playing three days a week when they're in the lineup, you know, taking days off. This team looks old Joe, and I, beat up. Yeah. And as I said to you a couple of weeks ago, when you were upset, you got mad at us. <laughs> what do you mean that again? I didn't even <laughs> I listen, this team somehow because a judge heated up and, and had a the really team good started just clicking. They played great. And now they're back in the same old funk. They don't have Judge to come rescue them. They, they, there is, there is no white knight showing up here to save the day. So I, again, would ask you, with all your high hopes here, what do you think is going to happen? Are you more or less banking on Houston and Texas and Baltimore and Toronto 
leveling off, or do you think I'm the bank- Yankees are going to take I'm off baking, because there's I'm no indication that Aaron that Giancarlo Stanton doesn't bat 122. I'm banking on DJ batting one, not bat, batting 167. Rizzo batting under 100 right now, or under .85 right now. I'm banking on those guys to not continue this cold streak. If it is, then then there's something morally wrong, physically wrong with this entire franchise then because there's no way that that can keep up because if it does, like I said, there's bigger problems that we're not noticing. And I, I, I stick to it. I will say that the Yankees will still make the playoffs. Do I think they're going to make any noise? Probably not. Probably get to the wild card game and probably lose. But I think ultimately that this New York Yankees regime has run its course. And when it's run its course, you could start seeing the painting on the wall. Like sometimes you just see it or the writing on the wall. Sometimes it just shows glaring right into your face. You got to sometimes make the change and the desperate conversation or the uncomfortable you know, the conversation. Thing is they're not yet halfway through the season. I so. know it's seventy-two games right now. I get that. That's the good thing. The only good thing that's about the baseball. That's the only good thing about baseball is that we haven't even hit the the halfway point. If you yet. get another hot month like they had in May, like in August and September or something like that, you can ride that streak. But I just, it's a lot. It's asking for Rodon to come back and just be like, yeah, no problem, come back healthy. Judge to stay healthy. Cole not to break down. Stand. Teddy, I got something for you there. Go ahead, buddy. I got something for you. I'm gonna make a bold prediction here, and I'm gonna say Carlos Rodon shows up. And reels off six pretty good starts in a row. So he's going to go six and oh, Are you saying six? Yeah, I'm not saying he's going to be six and zero because he'll pitch four innings. Four and no, he'll pitch No, he'll pitch a gem and Aaron Boone be like, oh, he's got a no hitter. We got to take him out. We got to put. We got to bring in the guys. I got a feeling that this guy's going to show up, and and his arm's going to fall off extremely well. Maybe he only lasts six starts. Maybe that's why I capped it at six here. Is he coming back before or after the All Star break? I think he's, I mean, he's starting to throw off flat ground and stuff. So I think he's about, he's about three quick rehab starts away. So maybe two weeks away from showing up. All-star break. I guess time will tell guys. Right? All-star break. Yeah. Now I'm I, just doing the math in my head, Teddy. Yeah. All-star break. He might you show know up. Just, you know what they'll say, Joe? But... Last week, hold off. We'll do, you'll do another pre- practice round in like AAA or something else. And then we'll bring you back right after all-star break. Do you, do you know what I miss? The last thing I want to say before we sign off is I miss when Yankee fans would just go on these Facebook pages and just be like, let's trade our worst players for Mike Trout and stuff. We need that. Trade back. Cortez to the Angels for Otani. Oh, that's another or the best, the best was when, yeah, oh, let's just. Stars. The best was when, let's just trade Aaron Hicks, Billy McKinney, and somebody else for Mike Trout. We're like, yeah, that works. Throw in I Willie forgot, Calhoun. I forgot Nestor was still hurt. Yeah, I mean, they've been decimated with injuries, and it's just it's a whole collective team effort. The managing has just been, I you know, I, you already know how I feel about it. The offense has been awful, anemic. The fielding has looked like we look like the bad news bears, and the pitching. Thank God for Garrett Cole. The bullpen is, I mean, the bullpen we rely on for years now. Well, let's then let's not let Brian Cashman off the hook because nope. while he certainly finally came to terms with Aaron Hicks, not like he had something lined up. To take the spot of Aaron Hicks. It's run its course. Very short-sighted. Ladies and gentlemen, let's hope that this are they home against the Mariners? Or are they on the road? They're on the, they're home, I would assume, right? They're I believe home? they're home because I think the they the, just played in Seattle like like a that's what I was gonna say. Like yeah, they were in, weeks ago. Right. So well, this is home. Let's hope 
that they start to figure it out because right now, yes, there are six games over 500, but in a year that the AL East is dominating right now and by far the best in baseball, six games isn't enough. We'll see what happens. I just want football back. <laughs> We're in the dog days of sports right now, guys. Are you sure you want football back? Yes, I want to see the New York effing Giants back. Here's why you might not. You and Teddy were just talking about 2017 and about a rebuilding team having a little success quicker than just, anticipated. No, we, got, we, got, we got Dave's. We got Dave's. Similar got Dave's. story, though. And Dave's in, we trust. No, <laughs> Dave, no, it's the Jets. It's the Jets. It's going to be like the, the Jets are the one that are going to be cursed. The Giants. Nobody's talking about the Giants. Everybody's all on the Jets. That's beautiful. Keep talking about the Jets. We love it. I love when they talk about the Jets because then the Giants will get no respect. We're going to get Barkley signed, and then the Giants are ready to go full-on beast mode. Ladies and gentlemen, we are Keys to the City of God. We can only hope that the New York Yankees figure this shit out because it's not looking pretty right now. Well, <laughs> like I said, got the NBA draft, Ted. We're going to have a new Victor, Victor and Bombway going to the San Antonio Spurs. It's set in stone, so we can't wait to see how, I guess, the next superstar. And the Yankees. And then we'll talk some NFL football sooner or later because the dog days of sports, this is also the worst time of year. Got to start figuring out what you want to talk about because there's nothing to talk about if you're on, unless you're, you know, ESPN and talk about the same old shindig. But ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoy this episode. If you're a Yankee fan, deal with it right now. Ladies and gentlemen, we are Keys to the City. We are out. Keys to the City Podcast.